Hey, I'm Sarah. Uh, Chloe's not here. Chloe has the plague. Chloe is sitting on the couch. She might yell at me if I say something wrong, so we'll see. Uh, but you're not listening to me for an hour or so. I have backup. Uh, this is a bi-coastal podcast today. <laughs> we have someone here all the way from fucking Halifax, Nova Scotia, and you cannot leave your house anymore because you're stuck under like, what, 10 feet of snow? <laughs> we are pretty snowed in. Right? <laughs> yeah. Please <laughs> welcome, uh, first time on the podcast, hopefully not the last because this is going to be fun, uh, Katie Lavin. Katie, tell us about yourself. Hello, um, I'm Chloe now. Here yeah. we go. <laughs> Chloe uh, standing. I don't know. I'm Katie. I'm a tiny little lesbian that lives on the East Coast. I play in some rock bands, um, like a motorcycle is kind of my main shtick. And yeah, I'm just a little computer nerd that uh, does web and design stuff for a nonprofit out here. And you do some pretty cool work. I've seen. I've seen your work. It's it's awesome. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm a you know, I'm kind of landlocked right now. Tours <laughs> not being a thing, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was off topic entirely. I just signed up for Tidal, that new streaming service everybody's talking about. <laughs> right, so, are you jumping ship on Spotify too? Uh, Apple Music mostly, but I'm still going to keep Spotify because there's some stuff that's not on Tidal. But holy shit, your stuff sounds good and like hi-fi. I didn't even know it was on there. Yeah. <laughs> Bailey's here. Fuck yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, so it's not just me. Not you just you. Okay, you so more backup. <laughs> you have more backup. We have more nerds. Hooray. <laughs> um, so yeah, <laughs> Bailey's going to sign on. Uh, Zoom is very slow. But you may remember <laughs> Bailey from such episodes as a dramatic reading of Dracula Retold. Welcome back, Bailey. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry I'm late. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> what is time time is an illusion and we're in fucking what year seven of the panorama like nobody knows what's going on anymore okay. yeah i don't even know what decade it is <laughs> no uh so katie just introduced herself katie this is bailey bailey this is katie Hi, uh, bailey. truly, truly by coastal now because katie you're in halifax and bailey you're on vancouver island <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh all queer all the time all by coastal this is great uh <laughs> so bailey do you want to tell everybody about yourself What's that? I said I put the buy in by coast. I, I wanted to make that joke, but I wanted you to make it for yourself. <laughs> tell, us, tell us about yourself, Bailey. What are you up to now? Um, oh, geez. Well, I am uh, working on illustrating a kid's book about uh, protecting the Salish Sea. Um, nice. It's written by an Indigenous author um, out of... Uh, Ontario so I'm excited about that but yeah I'm just kind of like I don't know this like indigo-queer artist that I have my hands in like 10 different things at once and <laughs> I'm just like living my best native life basically <laughs> you do look fabulous and, you're, and you look so happy in all your pictures ever since you moved back oh, to the island you. so I'm very happy for you and I hope the cats have adjusted to the new place yeah they've definitely like enjoyed the move but so much that now all they do is like lay around and they're like feed me i'm a queen now <laughs> i mean that's all cats all times yeah pretty much <laughs> it's ridiculous all right so first of all thank you guys for listening to me screech about this show uh this is our second podcast about yellow jackets because i cannot shut the fuck up i swear <laughs> to god i'm just like i'm hyper fixated on this shit like i will not let it go um, so surprise <laughs> yellow jackets episode part two um, so I have Katie, you said that like you have more questions than answers. I don't think anybody has any fucking answers after who the fuck is Lottie Matthews. Like, oh were god. you fucking prepared for that one? No. Oh, I oh my god. 
the like noise that came out of me when that happened i like Same. grabbed Stefan as hard as i could and was like ah and he's like <laughs> i know <laughs> oh, oh. But yeah katie what do you think of who the fuck is lottie matthews I don't know. I really thought we were going to meet someone at the reunion, maybe. So then it was, you know, I was like pretty disappointed when all we got was broken leg girl. Um. <laughs> she was funny, though. I liked her. She, I like how she sounds like a fucking housewife, real housewife from New Jersey. Shut the fuck up, Doug. You're a grown man. <laughs> but yeah, at the end, I mean, I kind of, yeah, I definitely suspected that maybe Lottie would potentially be out there. But Nail Pick Girl is just Again, more questions than answers. Now I'm just back to square one on Pit Girl. Yeah, I was, I was thinking about it because like I've been following the Reddit since probably like the fourth episode. I joined Reddit just to talk about this fucking show. Like I am <laughs> obsessed. And people were like, oh, it's Jackie. Oh, it's Mari. It's it's Lottie. It's I'm like, sure, it could be anybody because like we don't fucking know. And this the writers and the showrunners keep everything kind of close to their chest, but they let some like sneaky little things out there. And then people are like, oh, Jackie's a time traveler. And then they're like, oh, it's Callie who and they she's been kidnapped by a cult and i'm like then that but misty's in the first scene so that doesn't make any fucking sense so i'm just like i don't know who pit girl is we're back to square one and with the antler queen probably lottie but the i think the director of the, of the pilot said that that scene where it's the the antler queen and all the minions around her that's yeah. all stunt doubles so that's not even the actual cast oh wow yeah so i'm just like well that's fire fuck then <laughs> I know I was reading like um, an article the other day with one of the showrunners just talking about like maybe maybe we'll do this maybe we'll do that and I'm like you don't know I was like how precarious is my future right now you're just right? not get in the writer's room like the future can't be this fragile well you know what I we watched the thing with uh, the Vancouver International Film Fest they did a talk with the showrunners um what's yeah. her name Ashley and, and Bart is that her name I think yeah um and they were saying that they have a five season plan but as they write, they're like, okay, you know, some things in season one got pushed ahead, got pushed back based on how the arc was unfolding as they were doing it. So like five seasons is the, the hope. But if it ends up, we get the story told in three or four, that's okay. And I'm like, that's fine. That's good. Just make sure you have more seasons than just two because I need fucking answers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like how far ahead is anything happening? You know, by like midway through the season, I was kind of like realizing that we're not going to get anywhere close to like yep. that opening scene. But now I'm like, well, yep. well, how far, you know, how, how long until everything descends into absolute chaos? Yeah. I mean, I was, I have to laugh because there's a lot of people out there who were just like, give me the cannibalism. And I'm like, you're really fixated. Do you have like a, a weird kink that, you know, that I'm not familiar with, like cannibalism kink? Because like there are people who are like pissed. They didn't get to see anybody be eaten in the first season. And I'm like, well, that's a lot to unpack in a fandom. The the hilarious thing about that is I, I <laughs> without outing them too much, I feel like Stefan went down this weird cannibalism spiral. And like, this is what got us to watching Yellow Jackets because we were like, <laughs> out of nowhere he like came up with this picture from like the like andes hikers that got stranded on the top of the andes and he's like look at this picture it's really weird because the more you stay at it the creepier it gets and i was like what do you mean and he's like look they they're all happy and like growing down together but then when you look at the picture there's like a leg sticking out of the snow and like some ribs and like it's yeah. post cannibalism and i'm like jesus like can you maybe uh warn me that you're gonna show me like a post cannibalism photo and he's like it's crazy and then he started getting into like everest and all that and then he's like 
we should watch a show about ever. So we like started watching that. And then he was like, there's the show out. And he like put it on and it just started with like cannibalism. And I was like, what the fuck is this? He's like, it's called Yellow Jackets. It's about <laughs> cannibalism. I was like, oh my God. And then it turned into be like this amazing unexpected journey that I have grown to love so much, but it was definitely sprung on me because of looking at cannibals on the Andes. <laughs> How, how much longer are we stuck in this house alone together? Yeah, I'm like, uh, not long. Katie, <laughs> yeah. you're stuck in the house for two more days. You're just in your roommate's like, I mean, you could eat me a good yeah. steak. Yeah, I appreciate <laughs> your new interests. But... <laughs> I'm thinking The Simpsons, 50 ways to cook Millhouse or whatever. The, fuck yeah. was. the joy of cooking Millhouse. Yeah, the joy of cooking Millhouse. Katie's sitting there with like recipe cards. Like, mm. yeah. <laughs> I'm not surprised it was Stefan though, Bailey. Like, I... <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I, I'm not surprised either. But considering it was like a week long hyperfixation of like, I love cannibalism. I was kind of like, you doing okay? Like, <laughs> thing. You got some work stress. <laughs> yeah. I've like, you know, just been kind of ripping around online seeing what people are talking about. It. And there's this real <laughs> interesting dynamic where everyone is really fixated on like how cannibalism might play out with the baby. But then every time anyone mentions it, they're like, not that I want that to happen. Not that <laughs> even though that would be really terrible, but eating the baby and they're like, there's not enough meat on it. Not that I've been thinking about like, there's this real like, like dynamic of shame happening where every time <laughs> someone brings it up, someone's like, you know, the opposite of not that there's anything wrong with that. On yeah, the I was just going to say that. Um, <laughs> um, if they do end up eating the baby, like how long till someone does the fat bastard meme from uh, Austin Powers? <laughs> I ate a baby. <laughs> with like someone's face on his face. <laughs> Mike Myers. And <laughs> so cannibalism is one thing. Like we're definitely going to see that. But I keep, I keep seeing it online. And I think the showrunner mentioned this on the little talk thing she did. People were just like, this is unbelievable because girls can't be that vicious i'm like this is the thing you're fixating on a plane crashes in the ambiguous canadian wilderness and you're like girls can't be mean i'm like did you not go to public school <laughs> raise your hand if you've been bullied mercilessly by someone just like jackie over the years <laughs> like holy yeah. shit so i'm like yeah this is i'm surprised it took this fucking long for them to get into like let's start killing people and let's be shitty bitches to everybody <laughs> like yeah. i'm gonna sleep with him because you fuck my boyfriend like it's just like this is totally a thing girls do like i know i'm like surprised it didn't start as the plane was going down like i fucked oh, yeah. your boyfriend <laughs> right yeah <laughs> deathbed confession inside <laughs> But I know we're best friends, but I have always hated you. But I could totally see that happening. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, this is the thing. Like, Katie, we're, we're in the same place. And, like, schools <laughs> at home were, uh, they were, they were fun. I wasn't, like, cool. I was like, but I played, I played soccer. So, like, I under, I had that kind of, like, emotional attachment. Like, I am Van to a T. Like, the queer, nerdy goalie who's obsessed with movies. Yeah. Hello. Um but like the bullying thing, I'm like, I get that. I was like mercilessly picked on for years, like even in the university. Well, so I like, ended up walking off to the, to, to Holy Angels. So I didn't have to deal with going to like the regular school. Oh, you, I, did, you went to Holy Angels. I did. Yeah. Holy I Angels. forgot about that. Yeah. So I did, Bailey for context, Holy Angels is the all girl school, high school in, in Sydney. I did a year there. The only public all girls school east of Montreal. So it wasn't, it used to be obviously religiously affiliated, but then yeah. it wasn't when I went there. But it was basically like the school that like girls went to if they were going to get the shit beat out of them at other high schools. So it was just like the high school of misfit girls. But it was <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Yeah, when Sarah and I were talking about this online, 
you know, I was like, is, is Shauna in love with Jackie? Is that what's going on here? And like, eventually we like got to this point where like, maybe we just don't understand teenage girls because we were just gay as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she just wants to be close to Jackie. Like, maybe that's what it is. And I was like, oh, I thought they were going to end up fucking. But yeah, I was like, I was wrong. waiting for like a little bit of scissor action to go on. I'm like, they're like, clearly like the longing was there. And I was like, oh, no, they're just friends. I don't know how that works. What the fuck? <laughs> especially when like the like mushroom orgy kicked in i was like oh shit time for lesbianism and it was just like centered around the one guy and i was like i don't know if that's accurate because i'm sure like with that many people together i'm sure someone's gonna do the like let's pretend we're boys and then make out with each other like <laughs> i one just of us boy. on that <laughs> note i just saw the on that note i saw the funniest fucking thing i think it was on the reddit someone said uh, they took a Tumblr post, of course, because everything's told from Tumblr. Yellow Jackets tried to make us believe there's only two lesbians on that soccer team. <laughs> <laughs> but also in the first episode, there's like a there's like a hand, a really intimate hand touching thing at the diner with Taisa and Shauna. Again, maybe I'm just like queer coding everything I see. But I'm like, I just I just want to see that Linsky make together. up with the chick again. That's where I'm at. I want to see Billy Linsky make up with the girl again, because that was a severe gay awakening for me as a child. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean they're up in that attic together right season two like, they think of it the corpse the corpse is gone that's the mood is is fine now you know some candles not on the cult stuff but like some candles have to have a nice time i mean it would have literally like if i was there it would have been like okay three hours after the plane crash would be like so let's be real you guys are all straight there's only one guy here so like if you ever need to like practice or like want to <laughs> Like if you need, if you've never kissed a guy, but want to know what it's like, I'm here. Like I can teach you just because I'm such a good friend. <laughs> Your preparation for when we get out of these woods. Yeah. yeah. We're going to survive. <laughs> Let's just practice a lot. Yeah. You would have gotten misty fucking trying to chew your face off though. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I am obsessed with Misty. Misty is, um, Misty I think is one of the coolest. I don't know. Would you guys call her a villain? I don't know if I'd call her a proper like died in the wool villain, but there's something she's there's a cal- cold calculatedness to her that I'm just like if I had to fight like a literal demon that's going to possess me and Misty Quigley, I'm taking my shot with the demon because that bitch is scary as fuck. <laughs> oh yeah, it's weird because she has that like you know that kind of like creepy innocence about her that she manipulates people with and I think there's a lot of people that are like that where they're like I'm just this really nice person like I would never do anything to hurt you but she's like poisoning your tea every time you go over there and stuff like it's like those type of people that I'm so creeped out by and the fact that like she's like just the the perfect one like it's like there's like definitely that like villainous to her I wouldn't I don't know if she's like a villain villain, but it's definitely like, don't fuck with her because she scares the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, we've had this conversation, Chloe and I, um, that it seems like she's just, because she was like the outsider for so long, she doesn't really know how to function in a lot of like social settings. And while she was in this situation, she wasn't really part of like the core group because she wasn't on the team. She was the medic or whatever the fuck it was. <clears throat> and even in the woods she was just like she was there but she wasn't part of it then she was cool for a while and then was like oh you drugged us all fuck you get out um so she doesn't understand like how social situations really function and I think with her there's some level of being stuck in that teenage mindset and she's kind of like going through the motions of being adult like when she was on that date she's like what if I attractive knuckles 
<laughs> clams. Oh, I'm like, ah, <laughs> and then she's like, I have sherry, coconut LaCroix, and like, no one, no one normal drinks that. Yeah. <laughs> then there's the whole murder basement situation, which I'm just like, did the house come with that or did you put that in? Yeah. Um, yeah, it feels like it's not the first time Missy's had someone down in their in their <laughs> yeah. <brain. laughs> <laughs> so like, there there's a question who else has she had down there like is is she involved with any of this shit because we can't fucking trust her as far as you can throw her like she's just all over the place the thing i find really interesting about like seeing missy as an adult is like i feel like there's just so there's like so many levels that we aren't seeing because like when when she's a kid you see her do the same thing with ben before the dance or before doom's coming that she does on the fucking date when she's an adult and I'm like okay so you're like realizing this young how to manipulate people like this and then we see her do a couple things like like with the fentanyl obviously like pretty big move but I'm just like (laughs) I feel like if you're that maniacal as a child and you're breaking like the the distress signal and blah 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 I was like I feel like there's just so much more going on with you as an adult that we're not even seeing because she is still playing really sweet as an adult and like yeah, I feel like Misty's definitely has something to do. I feel like Misty's, she's around. I feel like she's- Yeah, I feel like know, Misty, Misty's involved. Yeah, Misty's involved with a few things. I get the sense that she's maybe not behind it, but she's definitely involved. And I, like, there's there's a cold calculatedness to this and it's creepy as hell. And she just doesn't seem phased by anything. No. Like, when she showed up to <laughs> Nat in her house with a gun, she's like, oh, you're for the postcard. It's like- that's a normal reaction to someone you haven't seen in 25 fucking years with a gun in your house. <laughs> yeah, she knew he was, go- she was going to be there almost maybe. Yeah. And she's like, well, there's no postage because it was an online thing. How do you fucking know that Misty? Yeah. And same with like when they find out that, that, um, oh, I forget her name, but when she murders uh, the guy and then she shows up to clean it up and she's like, you just made a mess. It's like, <laughs> there's blood all over this apartment. And you're just like, oh, now I have to clean up this mess. Like, she how like, are you? Who died? <laughs> no, really, who died? Or she's yeah, the body. She, or when exactly. they find Travis, she's not surprised by like anything that's happening. You know, Nat's like having an absolute meltdown and Missy's just like, we got to get out of here. The cops are coming. And I'm like, do you just know everything that's happening yeah i'm like are you actually keeping tabs on everyone the way you're you know surveilling that but maybe like i i don't know there's 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 a creepiness to her that i find very unsettling and i'm just like i'm very i'm dying to know where she goes do you think she actually killed the reporter or do you think that reporter's gonna like kind of survive is misty that careless because i think she's careless in one specific way and i'll bring it up in a bit but i want to know what you guys think about the reporter i have the sense that she was trying to kill her and like just trying to make it look like she just like gotten an accident by mistake and it's not like she was like oh it's just an accident there's no problem but like I have a feeling that she's going to survive even though Misty didn't necessarily want her to and I that's kind of where I get the sense that it's going I can see that what do you think Katie I don't know I feel like I mean I'm not wishing anyone to be dead, really. <laughs> but I feel like, you know, Thais is probably the only person that would have any type of tabs on the reporter, the fixer. And it's like, if they are actually a fixer, which I know that she just said that, but I guess it w- would check out since Thais is a politician and whatever. It's like, she's probably not, she's she probably living a relatively secretive life. So she, maybe she could just disappear. Um, so one thing I was thinking about 
uh, reporter specifically is when she was threatening with the fentanyl, she said, it, it, it's, you know, it's, it's so prevalent. It looks like an overdose. Anything is just like, oh, it's an overdose. And if she's putting the fentanyl in the cigarettes, she's like, oh, this could just be another overdose. It's how tragic. So I'm just like, is she literally just like cold blood killing people with like a band? Like she's like, yeah, we'll just kill this one. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I feel like she really doesn't have much regard for anyone's life in general. No. But no, also, I was- yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like, you know, if Thaisa did potentially hire her to make sure nothing was coming back, I do feel like that is tied into Lottie's cult potentially yeah. existing now. And maybe Thaisa, I don't know. I'm, I'm really stuck on if Thaisa is like actively practicing or like in touch with Lottie. Because they do mention in the first episode, like not hearing from the others for months. And I'm like, well, is yeah. that Lottie? Yeah. So this is, this is, so my thing with Misty, she's calculated and creepy, but she says that like, you only need to worry about the head and the hands. Torsos don't matter, but Adam's got that huge back tattoo. So they're going to find him and they're going to recognize the tattoo. And that's going to be a huge cauldron of shit to deal with in the later season. Who the fuck is Adam? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, is this the biggest fucking red herring of any show ever? Like, who the fuck is this guy? Is he just a guy? I don't know. Just a guy. There's this, they're very calculated with stuff. Like a lot of things are said and pointed out for a reason. So I'm just like, is this going to be something bigger? Like, cause he, you know, he Googled Shauna clearly and he had the books and stuff in his drawer. I'm like, well, did he do that after or before? Like, yeah. And it's like, how much is it? Like, do you trust what he says versus like, Shauna's paranoia or is it like she's totally onto something and then he was just like oh it's no big deal and like that unknown is just like oh I need to know <laughs> that's one of the like big things that I was like I just want to know uh. yeah I think it's I think it's yeah I have no idea and I feel like I don't think he's going to play like a major major role but I think it's going to come back and he's his character is going to have some connection somewhere because like you don't have someone in a season like that and so connected to just one character for no fucking reason yeah that's what I was thinking I was like I think it's gonna come out that like he will have like connections with people that are also curious about what happened or like involved somehow and so it's not like this like murder is just gonna happen in a vacuum and we're never gonna hear about it again yeah because that makes no sense (laughs) speaking of murders (laughs) (laughs) my good segues um I have to get your opinion on Tysa's murder tunnel in her house like oh my god yeah did the house come with the murder tunnel did she put the murder tunnel in (laughs) is she even aware that she's using the murder tunnel for sacrifices like I have many questions about this the whole murder tunnel thing for me I'm like it could it could be you know tied to um Lottie and it could have to do with like maybe she's involved and there's something going on there part of me is like I wonder if she even knows that exists and maybe like somehow Lottie has found a way to like manipulate her sleepwalking into doing like some bidding for her or something like that and like yeah I just I don't know I was like I don't even think she knows that it's there and you know I'm like on one hand it could be like um repressed things that happen from like them being in the woods or alternately it could be like she's being manipulated to do something that she's not even aware of yeah well it seems like there's like a like an there's an entrance from outside right because there's like a draft coming through it so I'm like is it even Thaisa in there but also yeah yeah. she's 
we knew she that have an affinity for fucking around in her sleep. So God knows. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I mean, the murder tunnel thing was cool for me because I was like, this is like very clearly hidden in plain sight kind of thing. Um, and so uh, I actually have notes about this because I'm like, this is I have way too many questions about this thing. <laughs> so we see with Ty as a kid, she sees the man with no eyes. Um, and one thing I've noticed with her character specifically, and they don't do this with anybody else that I've noticed as much, but they always focus really close on her eyes. Um, so a few times I noticed that the first one I would, I was like, this is like a really interesting framing is when she was doing the speech, when she was going to resign yeah. and it focused in on her eyes and like her face is kind of shifted and she saw the creepy dude in the background. And then she was like, fuck this, I'm not going to resign. And then she walked over to Simone, like I did it. And Simone's like, what the fuck? And when she won the election, she looked genuinely like, what the fuck? I won. Holy shit. And then the next team they flashed to her, she has this creepy smile again. And she's like, mm hmm. And I'm like, okay, that is two different Thaises right there. So mm -hmm. either she's shifting to this, this other tie all the time now, and she's unaware of it, or that part of her is, is what's actually in charge. And that's the one who killed the dog, did the sacrifice in the murder tunnel. Um, and that's, and that's the, the actual tie kind of, I don't know. It's, it's hard to actually articulate this because like, it's so convoluted and like, who is Ty? Like, we don't even know who she is. She's a politician. She is a mom. She's a survivor of this plane crash, but like, she's up to some creepy shit. And there's no explanation yet as to what's going on, other than maybe she has some sort of like psychic sort of vision thing. Who is dude with no eyes, by the way? Because that's fucking creepy. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And it seems like the son is kind of like the only person that actually sees Ty in like third. Yeah. yeah states you know which is like terrifying <laughs> that kid's gonna need massive therapy <laughs> yeah like that one episode where she like misses uh parent teacher or whatever and she's in the kitchen and says to her wife like oh i'm always here and the kid just looks over at them and I'm like, oh, yeah, I was like, Ooh. like i'm always watching <laughs> it's like oh, i'm never gonna sleep again <laughs> yeah well those drawings are enough to make me yeah <laughs> yeah i'm like that kid put that kid in therapy holy shit but i mean like the, i love how they frame that too because it was just like a kid's way of justifying it like you right here in front of me you're not the bad one that other one is the bad one so there's like two of you and this one here is, is cool mom and nice mom that one is the one i'm scared of yeah so i was looking at those pictures because i have a lot of free time because you know panorama can't go anywhere the pictures on his window and there's the lady in the tree and then there's others yeah there's other figures and other oh beings. god and i'm like what the fuck is this what, what who were they are there more of them is this the cult yeah I wasn't astute enough to like pick up on that on my own but I've been in the bowels of the internet and uh, <laughs> and uh yeah someone like zooms in on it and one of the characters that he draws has like bright orange hair yes so oh. it's like, is Van yeah. is Van kicking around I fucking hope so I really do hope so because um I love the the last scene um, where Lottie says the very chill, normal phrase of let their like, blood will be spilled. Super nice, very calm, very comforting. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's, that final scene is her kneeling in front of the, for lack of a better word, altar with the bare heart. And then beside her is Misty and Van. And I was like, that is a really cool kind of way to overlook and see who's, who's the last thing we're going to remember from this, this season. And I found it really cool. It was Van and Misty. Because mm -hmm. Van was seemed very much like I don't fully understand what's going on, but I'm going to trust you, 
and Misty is so fucking self-serving. She's like, I want to keep an eye on you. So I'm just like, what's going to happen here? Part of whatever's going on all the time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I saw that tweet. Misty saw her chance to start a cult and she took it. (laughs) (laughs) So she just wants to be involved in stuff and keep, you know. Misty just wants to be invited. Yeah. Misty's happy to be there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, to that end, like, so if Lottie is still out there, is Van out there, is Misty still part of it all, whatever all is (laughs) you know I feel like she is because when they were looking at the crime scene photos um which is a normal sentence to say (laughs) but Misty got her hands in the crime scene photos um and she would just like pop 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 here's the symbol I'm like that was really quick like citizen detective or not like you can't look at just crap on a barn floor and be like look at the symbol I drew it's a symbol from the thing I'm like how how like that's fucked up yeah it definitely felt like the thing I noticed too, I was like this, unless she knew it was there, like it felt so leading to, to just be like, oh, look, here's a symbol and like put it together. I was like, you knew exactly what order to put those in and like how yeah. to lay them out. Like it was just so fast that I was like, this kind of doesn't make sense, but unless she knew what was going on and wanted them to see it. Yeah. And what's the motive in like pointing it out? So obviously to them, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah and I mean like it's it's pretty obvious that like for Misty this was not a terrible time like she she looks back on this as like a fun bonding experience with her friends <laughs> yeah and I'm just like okay there's a lot to unpack with that in and of itself <laughs> and I'm just like is she just like let's get the band back together because like I'm bored and dating's not working <laughs> <laughs> only so many times I can destroy my car before a man catches on and is like nope you're fucking nuts yeah. Missy's like definitely gets the most reaction out of me like when I was put this on for the first time I was sitting here and the end of the first episode when she broke the this the uh the fucking emergency beacon thing I would just yeah. hear by myself and I just went no (laughs) (laughs) like yeah I don't know I don't put anything past her um yeah I mean I'd hate to know her in real life but I think Missy might be my favorite character on this show (laughs) (laughs) chaos reigns yeah yeah Uh, I I named my sourdough starter uh, Easty fucking Quigley (laughs) Because I'm like, you know what? Everything, every other starter I've had has died. Like I, they've been fucking terrible. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna call this thing after the craziest, most survivalist thing. <laughs> it kills everything else in your fridge. Kills everything else in this bath. And you know what? I have an, I have an offspring now, and I named it Caligula. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually, I just, I fed it this morning, and it's like up to a liter again. I'm gonna fucking deal with that later. Oh my god. <laughs> So there, there you go. Pro tip from a, an amateur homemaker. Name your sourdough starters after sociopaths and they'll survive. <laughs> and they will grow. <laughs> also, the fucking bird is named Caligula. Like, geez, oh normal, normal things. Completely well, normal things. Honestly, like, no offense to bird lovers out there, but, like, as someone who has, like, extensive experience working in pet stores and, like, dealing with people and their pets and stuff, you start to see, like patterns of different pets that people own and like when I saw that I was like of course she has an African gray of yeah. course she does that's just like <laughs> the best pet for her it just makes so much sense yeah they live forever they're evil fuckers like oh god yeah they're oh I had to house sit for someone that had one and all I remember was like it had 
they had this solarium for the bird and like they just I don't know if they taught it to be an asshole or if it was just inherently an asshole (laughs) but like I walked in and I was like it's like how are you and I was like oh god it's talking to me and so I was just like I'm here to feed you and then it started throwing things at me and I was like are you hungry or not and then it was like yes and I was like (laughs) uh can I feed you then yes and then it flew at me and tried to take a shit on me and I was like I hate this bird so much and I have to look after it for a week <laughs> so I guess uh when Misty said if he, if click it goes for your eyes just let it happen <laughs> like that's not a part of the truth <laughs> yeah exactly oh it just creeped me out I used to work with a bird lady and she was at a loss <laughs> yeah there's definitely like you know there are like a few people that have birds and then there are like bird people and like yeah. i don't know man bird people there's <laughs> something else yes. bird people. horse girls horse girls are a thing too oh yeah, yeah. i knew some yeah. horse girls at home they yeah. were... i'm not a fan of stereotyping people but <laughs> horse no. girls and bird people i feel like we <laughs> can safely stereotype to some extent <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went to I went to school all through like primary to twelve with two horse girls, and uh, they were a unique brand of people. They, I was just like, yeah, you, yeah, you and your barns and your stuff, and cool. That's a whole lifestyle. Uh, that is a commitment to a lifestyle that I am just not prepared to get into. So, please enjoy your time over there. I'll be over here uh, with the soccer team. Yeah, do you? I've committed to certain lifestyles. I'm sure other people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely Bite your horse. <laughs> whatever floats your goat man like go for yeah. it yeah Katie we were around when we had the emu farm at home oh yes actually uh we went to the emu farm for a, a class trip like a field trip yeah we did too so the My emu friend. farm was uh, one of them one on mountain road that was the horse girl I went to school with oh that was her place yeah they had, oh. the, they had the the free range emu farm with the horses. And I was like, as if this poor kid wasn't already pegged as the horse girl, now she's the emu girl. <laughs> On our field trip to the emu farm, my friend Ryan Mansfield grabbed onto the electrical fence and just went stiff as a board. Oh, no. <laughs> I can remember it to this day. <laughs> Probably about 22 years ago, but and it's, one it's of the most really in there. That is one of the most Cape Breton things I've ever heard. At the emu farm, Buddy fucking got him jolted yeah. the fence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we never had as many chaperones we should have <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay so <laughs> completely off topic <laughs> that's totally great yeah. it's always like this is gonna be free for all have fun now, there's this segue here. here field trips when they take us to the maple syrup farm and we'd eat maple syrup off the snow we're yeah. back in canadian yeah. wilderness back to canadian so one thing I've, I've loved about the the reddit is there's this like there's a little faction of people from ontario who are just like in a war against americans <laughs> and people from western canada who are like this cannot be ontario there's no rockies and i'm like it's a fucking tv show guys just settle <laughs> the fuck suspend it's a plane crash in the Canadian wilderness, and people like there can't be a grizzly in Ontario. It's not real. I'm like, shut up. Yeah, <laughs> like you can't be. A, she couldn't kill a grizzly that easily. Like, and oh my, I'm like, everything else is cool, but the grizzly and then the location of the grizzly is what you're gonna fucking have problems with. Yeah, is there even a God? Oh God. So I'm like, you're there, and like, uh, people have to keep bringing up. They said in the in the thing when they're taking off, like, there's a storm and to fly north. You might see the Canadian Rockies. Didn't say when. But that you might see them. So I'm like, yeah, if you're flying from Jersey to Seattle, you got to go north. You got to fly over and in the SeaTac. Like, that's just how flight class work. 
And I'm just like, you, oh man, guys, it's a TV show. And just, just stop taking something so literally. Also, when Lottie killed the, the bear, I'm like, that's not meant to be like authentic. That's meant to be creepy as shit because a teenage girl took down a fucking grizzly with a knife to the neck and nothing else. Yeah, it's not like we're watching alone. Like, <laughs> it's like we're trying to like, I don't know, for me, that like scene with the grizzly bear was like, look at her like weird mysticism where she can like own this grizzly bear with her eyes and then stab it in the neck and it won't fight back. Like, yeah, I saw it as like, that's like, you know, if she's going to be a cult leader, she could be like, hey, look, I like I slaughtered a bear. What have you done today? <laughs> <laughs> what is your contribution to the cult? Yeah. It, it seemed like you like presented like yeah. they presented themselves to her or something yeah. like okay so it walked in and she was just standing there staring at it and she was like give me the knife and but she didn't break eye contact she was like give me the fucking knife and then she walks up to it and it laid down and then it was just like step boop you're dead <laughs> boop. <laughs> but i was like yeah that's that's to me i took that as like a very clear sign that there is something much more powerful at play i don't know if it's like spiritual ghost demon whatever the fuck dead guy in the attic who knows um i really hope they don't go down like the indigenous mystic stuff people keep saying oh is it the wendigo i'm like shut up don't even fucking (laughs) i will backhand every single person on the internet i'll show up at their door (laughs) 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 you don't get to say what uh i do have so much fear of like some sort of turn in the story like that like not specifically that but like you know them just kind of like maybe blanketing like a lot of it as like oh it's just a really high stress situation and like body clearly has schizophrenia or like something like I, I I really am fearful that you know we're gonna end up in a lost type scenario where yeah. we invest all of our time and sanity into this and then it's like they're in limbo or something and it'll <laughs> yeah horribly disappointing (laughs) yeah yeah I'm kind of I'm hopeful that like they have kind of lined it up in in a way with Lottie specifically like it was showing her as a kid um you know able to kind of predict things seemed a little weird had some like some level of like psychic ability obviously and the antipsychotics weren't because she had a mental illness it's because she was psychic and they wanted to like keep that shit down it's like umbrella academy with elliot page's character mm-hmm. drug it so the problem goes away throw drugs at the problem it's not going to be a thing so now that she's off the medication the powers are manifesting at a higher level i guess because she's older also she can't control them anymore so you know i watch a lot of those stupid like ghost hunter tv shows <laughs> and no some of them are really funny some of them are hilarious oh, yeah. um but there's i've seen a couple with like jack osborne and uh He'll, he'll meet people who were just like, oh, I'm very sensitive to things. And he's like, yeah, like, they're clearly like you have marks and stuff on you. I'll get my psychic friend in here to help you handle your abilities. And it's just like, yeah, when you get like kids who are like, I see dead people. I'm like, that's creepy. Let's, let's handle that right now. Yeah. <laughs> take these. Take two of these. Yeah. Take two of these <laughs> and these and these. Thank you, doctor. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> but it's like you, you can control it with medication, sure. But like with Lottie, like it's not schizophrenia. It's not mental illness. It's something bigger. And I think that this is going to be, I hope it's going to be a big presence in season two where it's not so much mental illness bad, um, mysticism bad. It's just like here, here is something unknown and something that we can't explain that's just going to factor into this. And you can take what you want from it and make it into something scary, or you can take, you know, religious aspects of it and go with that. Because I think 
<laughs> I'm kind of sad that Laura Lee got blown up because I'm like that that would have been fun yeah. to watch her go full <laughs> no. Rod and Todd Flanders with Lottie like gone <laughs> <Yeah>. baptizing <laughs> yeah but like Lottie clearly knew like something was going on and she's and she was just like okay I need to fucking get some guidance here and I like how they had the little blonde Chrissy <laughs> Chrissy one with the fucking nightgown to go the baptizing robe yeah <laughs> But then, like, Lottie know that she was going to crash because they find her, like, standing out in the water, just, like, staring out at, like, the vantage point that they see the plane explode. Yeah. Later. Well, there was the, the baptism scene itself, when she looks up and Laura Lee's face goes dark and there's, like, a light behind her, Chloe was like, well, maybe that was foreshadowing. And then she pointed out, too, that when Jackie finds Lottie standing in the water, she's like, what are you doing? She's like, I don't know. Maybe that yeah, was like her kind of like staring out at the spot. Yeah, maybe she was just like there and she knew something was going to happen or she was just like aware that the baptism thing was going to be a thing and she was kind of like there because she had like the kind of like pose where she was like waiting to be dunked in. So I was like, I don't know. I would like to see what would happen if Laura Lee hadn't died yeah. and Lottie had a bit more of a of a spiritual leader. Yeah. Because like Laura Lee they seemed very much like head to head that would have been that would have been cool. i was like there initially i was like well there's your two fucking clans like there's yeah. there's rod and todd flanders and then we have like, <laughs> whatever the fuck lottie is over here but now i'm just like okay so, side job yeah because I, mean, <laughs> I was like oh here we go she's gonna go full cult and be like i renounce jesus this is my new god lottie's my new yeah. god she's an actual prophet or she'd be like this is sacrilegious get away from me or she would just be like, I'm going to guide you with the Christian right and wrong sense that I have. Now I'm just like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> she, she gets baptized after the seance too, right? Yeah. And that's like, the day that that happens is like the first day she doesn't have her meds too, right? Yeah, I think so. It's yeah. like how much, how much of it is, you know, how much of what Lottie's experiencing is like affecting the girls, the other girls, um, like, is that the lens that the other girls are seeing this experience through, too? And, like, but then is Lottie actually controlling them, too? Because, like, yeah. I've, eaten, I've eaten mushrooms a couple times. Um, <laughs> but, like, that like that, that just seems like a very confusing mix of things. Because, like, everyone was obviously, like, absolutely losing their minds. But, like, how much, like, Lottie had Shauna with a knife to Travis's neck in that moment, yeah. too. So, like, so yeah. how much of an influence does she actually have on these people or animals or you know yeah, and, and what kind of influence is it is it psychic is it some sort of energy thing like what what's actually at play here like I I think with this like there's a there's a ton of options to get into and I'm just like whatever they pick it's going to be a wild ride mm-hmm. um and I'm just like I again more questions than answers and that's that's great this is why I like this show because like it's initially I was like give it to me all at once hook it to my veins now I'm just like no 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 I like the weekly format because I can sit here and drive Chloe crazy for a week with like hey babe 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 three in the morning babe I have no idea what yellow jackets babe can you wake up <laughs> <laughs> I'll be laying there and I'll be like trying to sleep I'm like oh I got a theory I'll text Chloe <laughs> and you're like from the other side of the bed I'm like oh, fuck. <laughs> oh that's so funny I started thinking that the whole season was out like I just randomly saw Juliet Lewis post about it and I was like fucking love you what are you up to and yeah. like put it on and started binging in my downstairs re- neighbor Renee who's like always telling me to watch things before I watch them and I'm like why didn't you tell me to watch that and she's like I did 10,000 fucking times but I was like I'm gonna start Yellow Jackets today and then she came up to smoke a joint later and she's like what episode are you on and I'm like four and she's like so the last one then and I was like 
I don't get to just sit here for another six hours. Like I was so disappointed, but yeah, you're right. Like the, you know, it, it was kind of nice to experience in like an episodic way rather than just sitting here one night and staying up and freaking out. And then yeah. being like when I watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer, like season seven was balls um, <laughs> for a variety of reasons, variety of reasons, but one of them was the pacing sucked. But when I watched it like in chunks, like three seven episode chunks I was like oh this actually isn't that bad so it's like it's with some shows like if you binge it all at once it's better if you do it all at once it's worse I think with Yellow Jackets you need that time in between to kind of process and, and figure out what's going on digest what's happening oh yeah, yeah like I said in the email I needed three to five business days to calm the fuck down <laughs> <laughs> and clearly I have not calmed down because I will not shut the fuck up about this show. um yeah yeah we like uh I think we binge the first yeah, I think it was the first four episodes and then we got caught up and had to do it weekly. And like, I definitely agree, like having that time in between after I feel like I got to understand and like process a little bit more. Whereas like when we binge the first four, I was kind of like, what's happening? And like, it's made me want to like go back and rewatch it. Cause I like, now that I know things that I do, I'm like, obviously there's a lot of like care and thought being put into everything that they do. So like, when you're binging something that quickly you miss out on so much of that nuance where like if you're just like week to week you're sopping up every moment because you're like I'm not gonna get this for another week I need my fix yeah <laughs> yeah and that, and like one of the things that struck with me about this like as I was watching it when um Shauna meets up with them and they discuss the postcards um she was like what postcard and then the next scene is her in the kitchen and she pulls it out of her pocket and I was like you lying again you lying again you lie like a rug Shauna you lie like a rug because I'm like did you did she have this and she just lied to them or did they give her a copy and if she did get one and she didn't get it like in her hands where did it go so I'm like so there's like three theories she didn't get one she was sent one Jeff intercepted it um or she just didn't get one at all for some fucking reason and she's behind it who knows so that was one of the things where I'm like if I had just been binging I probably would have missed that yeah as a as a as a just a quick scene so going back, I was just like, I drove Chloe crazy with this. I was like, hey, what do you think of this? Think? <laughs> and she's like, I don't know. They all sound like good theories. <laughs> I've been trying to like kind of watch the episodes like twice. I also like have to, like multiple people in my life that weren't watching it. I was like, oh, you need to watch this. I'll sit down and watch it with you right now. <laughs> like my, my bandmate, Kim, it's like I had already watched everything. And then I had started it again with my roommate and then Kim was over and I was like well let's just start this again so I've been kind of slowly being like oh that's what that means oh blah 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 but there's like so many things that yeah I've been able to like sleuth around on the internet and be like other people have noticed this but like one thing and maybe Sarah in like your redditing you know I know that that hole goes quite deep so maybe someone's someone's picked up but did did either of you notice the little wolf figurine yep what yeah. the fuck is that? Because I, I like searched all over YouTube and I didn't see anyone talking about it. But where the fuck did that come from? What is that about? Like, I what, don't know. What the so there's, the, there's the wolf in the attic. The wolf that um, Javi made Shauna. They put it in the window. And then there was a similar figure in Adam's apartment. Yeah. And then there's the wolf thing with Ty, which we understand. I, t- I understand that to be uh, a traumatic response to Van almost being eaten by a wolf because she was at the tree and having a little episode. <clears throat> but I think the, the, the thing with the, the showrunners is I don't think they expected the fans to be as intense as we are. Um, specifically with Jackie's diary, because when she was doing that mash thing, 
when yeah. Shonda was going through it. And I was like, hang on now, hang on. Those movies came out in 99. Yeah. I was like, I, I saw America Beauty in 1999 and bring it on. I'm like, no, no, no. So this is either they fucked up and they're just Googling like generic 90 movie titles or Jackie's Alive. And then this came up and they were like, oh yeah, no, we, no, that was, that was a mistake. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Cause I was wondering about that. I hadn't found out whether or not that was like legit or not, but that was like just an error. Yeah, that was just like it. And oh. then um, with some of the stuff and like uh, Shauna's wedding announcement, like they left like the fake, like the Laura Mipsum was there. And people were like, what does this mean? And I'm like, it's, it's Laura Mipsum. It's literally a placeholder. Like, yeah, someone <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, I'm on, sometimes I'm on Reddit and I'm just like, I have to remember there are people here who are not my age. There's probably like literal like teenagers who do not know everything. <laughs> I'm like, I gotta stop yelling at people. And to block out a website on GeoCities with Laura yeah. <laughs> I was on MySpace. I built HTML shit. You know what you're talking about, children. Um, so yeah, they didn't realize that the fans were going to be this intense. So I think that we'll probably see, like the, the showrunner you've mentioned, like there was a scene where uh, in the first episode where Jeff jumps out the window and runs in front of Shauna's car. And it happened to be the line in the song where it's like, you walk through clouds of glitter. And people were like, it's a clue. And she was like, no, it was coincidental, but we love you for thinking that. Yeah. <laughs> You just created a whole other team of citizen detectives. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is with, with with shows like especially like shows like this, like as 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 much as we want to think the writers are this clever and brilliant, they never are. No. Like, no. <laughs> this is just how it works. Like writers, they they're told from the showrunners, here's our vision, let's go. And then we as fans only know what we see. So of course we're gonna fucking take shit and run with it. Well. If four years at an art university has taught me one thing, you can pull out explanations out of your butt later if you need to. Exactly. Oh, this was tied together, of course. This was from oh, yeah. inception. Yeah. <laughs> but that's kind of great. Like, how amazing would it be to be a writer on this show, just like spitballing with a bunch of other people, being like, oh, yes, and like we could tie this in, like, so giving something context that like really didn't in the beginning. That's then, I don't know. Yeah. I and would- I feel like, now that they are aware that it's one of those shows where people are like going over everything with a fine tooth comb like maybe that's gonna be like impetus for like making sure that there are things in like the newer episodes where like it's like okay if they're gonna look at everything we're gonna make sure that there's little hints and easter eggs and things lying around for them to pick up because they are putting that much care into it and like I think when you're making a show you never expect it to hit that cult like following and so when it does it's a blessing and a curse because you're like okay everyone loves this this is awesome but now everything that we do has to be immaculate otherwise we look like it's embarrassing or yeah you know that's yeah that would be intense to be on a show like that because you're like at the point where you're like literally everything in the background is going to be looked at so we need to like have set designers knowing what's going on with the story and like all kinds of stuff where it's just layers upon layers that yeah. they can either choose to put into it or not but I hope yeah. they do because that's always really fun I feel like the props team is going to be uh a little more supervised this time <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, I will say though that like I love that you know some of the stuff is so like 90 specific like the fucking butterfly shirts and the butterfly clips oh yeah and I love that Melly Linsky like specifically requested a Yola Tango fucking t-shirt and they got it for her and I was oh. like that's fucking wicked you're yeah. cool I uh I forgot to point out how much of a nerd I am I was literally that um 
uh, Leonardo DiCaprio meme where he's on the couch p- pointing <laughs> when Juliet Lewis showed up with her pixie shirt on. I was like, that's my jacket! That's my jacket! So I'm wearing my pixie's jacket right now in, in honor of Juliet Lewis. Love it. Um, so that's, yeah, and I like that. Soundtrack. Um, oh my God. I was just going to say the soundtrack is fucking awesome like yeah the, i was went through like again a fucking reddit rabbit hole and people were like who do you want to hear on the soundtrack and i was like 90s kids unite let's go and i was like okay clearly this this is the demographic they were hoping to hit with the show because everybody's like i want to hear bikini kill i want to hear tori amos i want to hear garbage. this what a garbage yeah yeah <laughs> and it's like like so many good bands from the like, yeah this is my this is my show yeah <laughs> apparently we're gonna get Tori Amos in season two she, they had to send like a very flowery please let us use your song letter to Enya <laughs> they had to send oh. it to the castle to be like use only time <laughs> um but I'm just like yeah the soundtrack when it starts off with fucking like down by the water I was like uh yeah I'm in the show already this is great yeah it's definitely like it's that nostalgia for me where I'm like yeah I totally love this and stuff but then there's also that weird part of me where I'm like the music that we grew up with is now able to be in a show that's like got flashbacks to the 90s <laughs> and it's like a nostalgia thing and a part of me died a little bit <laughs> I was like oh yeah oh, no. I'm looking at the they have an official playlist on Spotify I'm looking at it now and I was like yeah uninvited to today supernova jackie was suspicious to me from the get-go when she got in the car and turned off liz fair and put on snow and i was like no don't yeah. do this yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't trust you <laughs> yeah exactly uh yeah miss world uh counting backwards down by the water um it's interesting they use the cover of never tear us apart i guess in excess are a little too expensive to buy the royalties to it's weird because that song, I mean, I don't want to out myself that I'm binging Euphoria constantly, but that song was used in Euphoria and I'm like, Umbrella hmm. Academy too, when, um, is it Elliot Page's character that finds everyone in the rubble? No, it's uh, the little guy. Little, little brilliant guy. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I haven't watched it since the last season. But... Yeah, I haven't watched it in like two years. I forget everybody's yeah. names. <laughs> when, when you do that, that podcast, I'd love to be on that again. <laughs> yeah, I think we will. We probably will. Yeah um yeah like we're, we're not we're still a xena podcast but we're definitely like branching out into more like mainstream things because chloe's like wow our last yellow jackets episode has like 200 more listens than usual i'm like wild that happens when we do something relevant <laughs> <laughs> we love the xena though we do yes um yeah the soundtrack is fucking wicked and so if you had if you had one song you would love to hear in season two what would it be and what kind of scene would you want with it Oh, oh goodness! I have a couple. Okay. All right, uh, let's hear yours. Okay, hear- I want to. I want to hear Tori Amos' "Precious Things," um, because that's a little wild sounding. Um, and you know the the running after the rain bit and like the the heavy breathing and the gunshot in the background. That would be cool with something like when the when everything kind of starts to get really frayed, and they get a little shitty with the weather, and everybody's kind of going cabin cabin crazy. Um, Again, Tori Amos, I want to hear Blood Roses, uh, the really whaley part. Uh, God knows I've thrown away these graces. And I want to see that when like Lottie does something fucking nuts. <laughs> I just came up with one that I was like, it's like a little on that like 80s, 90s cusp because it's technically 1990, but I still would love it because I've seen it used in like a lot of pop culture. But for one, I'm like a huge fan. But two, I also think it would go really well I would love to see personal Jesus come up when it's like uh, when 
Lottie, yeah, like when Lottie's doing something fucking nuts or like yeah. she's like, imagine them walking toward the area that you know where they have their weird witch rules and they're all following her or something and then that music's playing. Like I could totally see that as like a kick-ass scene. <laughs> yeah, it would be, oh, it'd be awesome. Like she does something nuts, like she kills something or she kills another animal and she turns around, she has, like blood on her face and it's like, reach out, touch face. <laughs> da, da, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Oh, that'd be so good. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm just like literally walking grunge kid. But like one thing I really like, I wouldn't even go to bands that you would expect that I would say. But like one thing I really love is in like horror type scenarios when there's a really upbeat, happy song. Yeah. So like maybe we see like a little bit of the 90s pop music that shaped us, you know, like maybe we get some Backstreet Boys or something like that. I'd be here for that. I'm, I'm down for that. They're all eating someone in that like S Club 7 song coming yeah. It's an S Club party. Yeah, they're like, party. Party. <laughs> 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 yeah, we get to- <laughs> the first time they're going to eat somebody. It's night. Let's go, girls. I mean, you were talking about you and Chloe going to see Celine Dion earlier. So, yeah. Maybe someone's heart might go on. Oh, I play that with Bear. Yeah, yeah, that would have been the great opportunity. I'll make a, I'll make a fan video now of Lottie walking. Yeah, she yes. needs some uh, pan flute. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> I did love, I did love the um, the offspring uh, come out and play when they walk in. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I'm like, I don't know if this was specifically done for for a, like a clue or a cue. I'm not sure, but I love how it was like because the first line has got to keep them separated and they walk yeah. in and Misty joins them right away. And then after it, they all split up and then Nat is literally taken away. So they are all fucking separated. Yeah. I'm probably being too much of a nerd with this, but. <laughs> no, I, I totally was like thinking that too. Cause I was like, Oh, what a great song. And then I watched like, like the lyrics hit and then they all split. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what have you got going on there? Show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I did I did I had to say I have to love Melly Linsky's delivery talking to Randy <laughs> I will Andy fucking end you <laughs> <laughs> if they find your body which they won't yeah Randy's become like a character around our house now like my roommate Kat and I'll be like Randy fucking Walsh <laughs> <laughs> whenever Seamus starts meowing I'm just like shut the fuck up Doug you're a grown man <laughs> <laughs> I don't There's know no why. Book club. <laughs> like, no book club. It was so innocent. <laughs> I'm just like, buddy, that's, no that's, that's why you're fucking going here. There's no yeah. book club. Your wife just admitted to murder. There's no book club. <laughs> that was no, one of the things that Stefan like spiraled on was the book club. He thought it was so funny. And then for like two weeks straight, he was sending me book club memes. And then he was like, I'm never going to believe if you ever join a book club. And I'm like, I join one next week. And he was like, ah, (laughs) yeah, like literally every day it was a new book club meme. I was just like, (laughs) and they got more and more like abstract. And then they went into like complete absurdity. And I was just like, this is a total spiral that I support. It's hilarious. Were there any cannibal themed book club memes? No, but I should make one. And <laughs> that's, I, I bet I could make a good one. Please, please do. They're like eating him. And he's like, you told me it's a book club. <laughs> <laughs> what do we think about the cannibalism? I mean, it's, it's, is it real? Do we think, do we think it's actually going to happen? Do we think it's just. I mean, they were there for 19 months and that that's, it's a big bear, but that can only go so far. Yeah. I so, mean, I'm convinced it's real. They're setting up human traps. 
Yeah, and but- and Shauna and Nat seemed to not want to discuss what happened. And there was there was the um allusion to Ty um being a cannibal in the in the campaign trail, like she'll cannibalize whatever. And I was like, that's ah, a little on the nose. <laughs> um, but there the thing is like they won't talk about it, which to me means like either a they killed and ate somebody or they just killed people just because reasons um and they don't want to actually admit to that because like and this is the thing too like a once you go cannibal do you come back from that are you like we had this conversation on the last episode we did yellow jackets like are you always a cannibal are you like in a recovered cannibal like reformed cannibal ex-cannibal like your ex-christians do you have like cannibal <laughs> reformation camp i don't know um and yeah i'm just like so like how do you get over that and like how do you come back from that? Like, yeah, I don't know. I like the trauma. Clearly, they're all fucking traumatized as hell. Oh. except Misty, who seemed to love this. That's concerning on a variety. Misty Lecter. Still eating jerky every day. <laughs> I yeah. love that jerky, really. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that she was just like, "What? Why is this weird?" I'm like, "Cause you ate people." Like that's yeah. it's fucking weird. But also, like, <laughs> not to downplay cannibalism. <laughs> <laughs> can't believe those are words coming out of my mouth like not that we're condoning this or downplaying it. <laughs> yeah yeah i'm not taking away from the seriousness of cannibalism but like something more nefarious must have happened than just like them eating someone for survival because like yeah like that like the rugby team in the andes that you were yeah. talking about you know it's like th- that happened that was for their survival people didn't shun them when they came back to society they were rescued and like so it seems like something much Again, yeah, like it much crazier than cannibalism must have happened out there. Yeah, or like I wonder with like the dynamics and stuff, the way they are, it's like I wonder if you know they maybe someone got hurt and it like started with survival or something. Although there is that weird thing when they're all on mushrooms and then Shauna puts her hand in the blood and like starts eating it, and I'm like, okay, this is like starting to be the persuading to eat humans. Again, of all the trips I've been on. (laughs) (laughs) I actually haven't, I haven't done mushrooms, but this makes me very concerned. I want to do it with like very chill, very cool people when I eventually do it. A little bit tonight with my downstairs neighbors. (laughs) There's a mushroom store down the street for me. I want to walk in and be like, I want to try this, but I also don't want to, you know, have a a psychedelic influence orgy. Is this a running through the woods trying to cut the head off your best friend (laughs) trip? Or is this like an in the couch? I'm gonna eat some chocolate chip cookies. Yeah, so I don't so I walk in. I don't want yellow jackets. I want like uh, like half baked. I want that I've kind never of thing. Seen anyone turn into a stag while eating these? <laughs> Will <Yeah>. I? <laughs> I hallucinate man animals while I yeah. do this? Any orgies? Any cabin orgies? Side effects: orgies, murder. Okay, I'll pass on that one. <laughs> But yeah, like the the thing I wonder is like if, you know, if it did maybe start as like a survival scenario where someone gets hurt and they die and then they're like, well, we're fucking hungry. We're going to eat this body. But then like with the dynamics of them, like what happens if like that happens, they decide they like it and then they start killing people and then decide they like that. And then they just become like a murderous cannibal cult that they like enjoy it and realize they enjoy it. They go down that rabbit hole for 19 months and then yeah, have to like go back into society and be like, there's this part of myself that I really enjoy that I can't like act on because we're no longer in this like survival scenario. 
Yeah, I think we might actually, you might, I think you're on something there. And I think that could be something they actually get into in season two, because it looks like there is the cult. We can all assume it's Lottie in charge of it. And I wonder if it's going to go that way of like, okay, so we, are they going to, are they going to eat Jackie? Do we think they're going to eat Jackie? Are they going to eat Jackie? Oh, they might eat Jackie. Yeah. Oh, what's weird. <laughs> she's, I mean, well, she's, she's frozen. frozen. She's yeah. frozen. So like, you, 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 <laughs> she'll keep for a while. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like a, it's a nature's fridge yeah. right there. Yeah. I yeah. mean, if they're, if they're in Northern Ontario, Jesus, that's, she'll keep till spring. Like she's good. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners are just like, I'm out. Goodbye. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so yeah th- and like this is the thing so like with, with lottie and the spiritualism and or whatever it is um like it could be like you need a sacrifice to keep me happy like it wants blood maybe this is a thing it's like we have to keep sacrificing people to to appease whatever it is mm-hmm. yeah i mean other, there's too many other sacrifice things going on in like present day for yeah. that to not be part of the equation you know so yeah do you guys, do you guys think that the whatever the presence is was there like already because at the, in like in the first scene you can see the symbols and stuff on on the trees and the stuff in the in the cabin like was the, was this guy a cult leader was there something weird in these woods that's yeah that's something i've been wondering about and why like that's the one part of the story that i'm nervous to see where it goes because like with the cabin guy and the symbols and all of the stuff going around there it kind of leads you to believe that this was already a thing that there may yeah. be like susceptible to because they have like the psychic girl with them and so maybe they get into it a little faster but Mm -hmm. there does feel like it's like kind of inherent in that area which then like I'm worried that they're gonna go like native burial ground situation and then I'm gonna be pissed but that's my concern too I hope that that's not it like I hope it's they're able to like because honestly like it's so much easier to be like even just go deeper and like oh yeah it's like ancient wood spirits like it could be anything it doesn't have to be like dead natives but that's where so many things fall (laughs) on yeah and that's yeah and that was my big concern when someone mentioned the wendigo on reddit i was like no please don't do that no 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 we're not we don't want to go there that's such a bullshit 80 pop out that we have moved on from like we don't need to be this racist pet cemetery yeah Yeah. (laughs) i mean that book scared the shit of me as a kid (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah Cause like I, like Katie, I'm sure you heard too. Like I had a bunch of indigenous friends who would tell stories about like the Wendigo. And I was like, that sounds genuinely scary. I would not want to encounter that. But I feel like with Stephen King, I'm like, you took something that's like a part of a culture that's not yours and made it into this like bullshit demon who's going to like chase you because you're burying your kid. I'm like, you don't need to do that. Like, dude, just just make up something. Especially because like the traditional story of like Wittico and like Cree like culture is like it's about greed and consumption and it's kind of a like allegory for settlers coming in and then like what happens when you like fall victim to like settler colonialism and side with the white man but like then they just take it and pervert it into this like oh if you do bad things the wendigo is gonna get you and it's like yeah literally they come about because of like greed and overconsumption and like yeah I get frustrated with how it gets like twisted To like I think there's yeah. been a, a shitty trend of like people just understanding like oh we have we know this this indigenous word and this it's oh it's a spiritual we're going to use this as as our as our thing and I'm like you don't have to do that and it's not like just because you know of an of an entity or a being or a story in indigenous culture doesn't make it a catch-all for spirits like it's you don't need to do that like yeah if you, and if you are doing that you know what sometimes you're maybe you're not a good writer yeah exactly <laughs> 
and like there's there's so much room for like I don't know like imagination and like so much you can do with fantasy and like horror and stuff that like doesn't rely on like actual existing stories and cultures I think that's why I have a really hard time with like the people that are hyper into like the cryptids and stuff like that because so many of the like yeah so much cryptozoology is literally just like co-opted native like stories from different tribes and stuff like that and like 99% of them can be traced back but then like cryptozoology just like whitewashed it and made it this like cool thing that has nothing to do with natives and then it's like no you're literally just co-opting our stories and trying to like make them your own and it's just (laughs) yeah it's a it's a a continuation of colonialism trying to profit off of cultures that aren't theirs and I was like, you can just, it costs you zero dollars not to be an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so what if, what if, um, so here's the thing. So it looks like this is like a fly-in only cabin, which again, people were like, there has to be road. I'm like, have you not heard of like boat in fly-in communities? Like they were yeah. literal, I'm like, found the Americans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, I've driven through North Ontario. There are places like, oh, you have to get there. Cool. There's the boat. Go have fun. <laughs> yeah. So like this is a fly-in situation clearly because guy the plane i'm like maybe he was the cult leader and maybe he had something going on maybe this was like maybe we'll get a burial ground situation but it'll be a cult burial ground yeah like i'm interested in in like something i'm interested in like the idea of like that being a pre-existing thing but maybe mm-hmm. people have died and now lottie you know because it seems like he's a spirit like a hunter mm-hmm. or whatever in like this vision before they find jackie dead but like it would be nice and obviously you know would please us all if if that wasn't the narrative and the narrative was actually like maybe you know it's something that did exist previously that Lottie is like tuned into and like reignites or something Mm -hmm. you know like because yeah the symbols she she was the first one to see them when they landed right it's like first episode it's on the tree and she stops just like yeah so yeah that does seem like um kind of the the most fragile avenue for like being disappointed. <laughs> eh? yeah. When did when did the Jones Jonestown thing was the eighties and Heaven's Gate was like what ninety seven? It's like it could yeah. be like a cult thing, you know. Yeah. It could be going that way. Um, do you think the so when they had the Jackie's death vision scene, whatever it was, <laughs> when she saw Lorley and the hunter guy? <laughs> do you think the hunter guy was there? as like a throwaway as like just like oh yeah this is what happens when you die you see dead people or was this a bigger clue to be like there's a there's a spiritual element at play with this cabin and this guy is still here and he does have a a purpose to be here physically you're not yeah I mean I I feel like I just like intrinsically took that as like okay this is part of whatever entities are around do you know (laughs) what I mean yeah. yeah. Um, and maybe that's projection on, on my part, but I, <laughs> when I saw him, I was just like, okay, so this is like, I just linked him with the, with the skeleton in the attic. Yeah. Like that's that guy in the yeah. attic. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That's where I was at too. I'm like, okay, so we're now part of like a bigger, I guess, spiritual story of like something going on here. And then it's like Lottie just tunes in immediately because she can like sense the mm-hmm. like, I guess but yeah I'm curious to see if it's just him like he had a cult and he did a thing or like if he was further under the influence of something deeper like beyond that yeah I mean there's all these like myths and and stories about ley lines you know the spiritual pathways and stuff and you know haunted hotspots like Katie how many things at home are haunted (laughs) 
Oh, gay bread. Yeah. Gay bread is haunted in general. The entire fucking <laughs> island's haunted. Yeah. <laughs> when I, when yeah, I tell ghost, yeah, yeah. yeah, when I tell ghost stories, people are like, oh my God, you have so many. I'm like, yeah, because literally everything at home is fucking haunted. <laughs> the old branch road, give me a break. <laughs> Blackett's Lake, do not catch me Blackett's Lake after dark. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, literally everything in Hal- Halifax blew up. Everything in Halifax is haunted. So this is the thing. Like there's all these like haunted hotspots and like ley lines and stuff. So like there's so many like... I, I use the term legitimate very loosely here in terms of, like, <laughs> ghost culture, but there are so many like like legitimate ghosty things they could do with this, and I hope it kind of goes that way. Like you know, mm-hmm. here's you know here's some wacky ghost theory. I did not spend an hour looking up cult symbols to try and find the thing on the tree and the symbol on the necklace and the postcard. Nothing came up. I'm going to start looking into trigonometry symbols soon because they've mentioned <laughs> trigonometry three times, and I am a nerd who was like maybe that means something. I yeah. love you for that. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, on, I'm, I'm on a watch list now i'm sure from all the shit i think <laughs> i mean yeah i'm really curious as to like in what capacity is like this cult or group or whatever like operating like are they in the woods are they just in society now i'm really curious about van like is van still out there yeah and like yeah, yeah. the other big thing that i was curious about was like okay so is this cult like some of the girls that we haven't seen what happened to or is it like these like yellow jackets fans that are like adam where they like find out this like mystery of what happened and then they're like i want in and then they go down the rabbit hole and next thing you know they're like part of this bigger cult that's like amassing followers because of the hype around what's happened and now some of the people are like getting like with tysa running for senator or whatever like they're getting more exposure which is also helping bring more awareness to like what they've been through therefore maybe amassing more cult members yeah it is the 25th anniversary too like maybe it's maybe there's a milestone thing with it yeah and like the only figure we see in nat's room is some random white guy it's like obviously not hobby so like (laughs) (laughs) someone said someone said on reddit yeah yeah someone said on reddit that someone uh it looked like a woman had like a like a headband kind of like over her eye partially and they were like maybe that's Mm banned yeah and i was like yeah you can't really see your hair but she's definitely got like something covering part of her face in terms of like nerding out to the nth degree on things that like probably don't matter like something like when when thaisa goes to visit shauna and like has a sleepover and they're in bed just like being cute and they're like i'm cheating on this person i don't really love my wife um (laughs) uh, really cute chill conversations (laughs) yeah yeah just spilling everything um but thaisa says something to the two and and it just stuck out to me because I, i don't know just stuck out to me with the way my mind works but she said something about like to the tune of her and her wife not having it and her realizing that when she has it it's like a bad thing it's not good for anyone and I'm like okay so how how wrapped up to her and Van get in this thing like is maybe Van yeah. like her last really intense scenario and it's like okay no I, I don't date people that are as afflicted in certain areas that as I am or like I don't know just like it stuck out to me because I was like oh I relate to that but then like in hindsight hindsight, I was just like what the fuck does that mean psychic (laughs) u-hauling I mean even to the end chaotic gaze in the woods like I mean okay also though like again there's I do I do not believe there's only two queers on that fucking team like no. I played soccer in Cape Breton and like, well, it was a bit of a closet situation for a lot of people, myself included. I was not the only queer in the village. Come on now. <laughs> no. So funny. Like I remember uh, 
I mean, I don't watch the Olympics, but I remember someone like putting something together that was like, what is going on with soccer? Because it was like listing all the queer athletes in the Olympics and soccer was just like fucking like a CVS receipt long. Like, like, <laughs> There's a reason why soccer was my favorite sport in high school. Yeah. <laughs> watching this, I'm like, oh, there's more queer content to come. It's soccer. <laughs> So uh, my neighbor down the hall plays rugby uh, or played rugby. She had a couple of concussions, can't play anymore. Uh, and I was like, oh, an old coworker of mine plays rugby. And I gave her a name. Oh, yeah, I know who that is. I know her girlfriend, too. I was like, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Weirdly enough, rugby. so same same neighbor down the hall. I got I basically badgered the gays down the hall to watch Yellow Jackets on Facebook Messenger. Like, did you watch it yet? Did you watch it yet? It's really good. Did you watch it yet? Um, <laughs> and they were like, we're watching it now. They watched it all in a day. Ooh. And one of them messaged me and she's like, oh yeah, by the way, my sister's friend is in this show. I was like, what? I was like, who the fuck? She's like, I don't know. She plays somebody named Callie. I'm like, what? Chloe had a fucking stroke. She was like, <laughs> your sister's friend had so many scenes with Melanie Linsky. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Chloe has a small crush on Melanie Linsky. And Chloe's like, like, like you don't. I'm like, I didn't say I don't. And we're talking about you now. <laughs> yeah, she's like, she's, I like randomly like, She's, you know, when you you learn a new word, because I didn't know who she was previously, and now she's just popping up in, like, everything I'm watching. <laughs> oh, seriously? You haven't seen But I'm a Cheerleader? Uh, oh. I did, but, like, when I was, like, a teenager. You oh, know, okay. I haven't seen it in forever. And then, yeah, what did I watch the other night? Like, that, um, that Don't Look Up. Oh, Don't Look Up, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, okay, my girl, here you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I've, I've truly had a crush on her since I was, like... 15 uh oh god around yeah around there because she was in ever after heavenly creatures but i'm a cheerleader uh a couple of tv shows and then she was on uh the castle rock first season that we just binged because oh, yeah. thir- thirsty gays <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah I, be- I love what's that should i be watching this castle rock? castle rock if you like stephen king stuff it's it's kind of fun um if you like melly linsky i would definitely suggest it just because she's she's great and i I'm not going to say I'm going to stock the set when they're filming here again, but if I happen to come across the set, I will be there with the camera. <laughs> like I didn't stock the Supergirl set. I just happened to know they were filming downtown and planned my brunch a block away. Anyway. <laughs> so speaking of Melinsky, um, Shauna's a compulsive liar. And that's just a fact of her character. Do we believe literally anything she has said in the first season? I don't know. I mean, she's obviously lying, like the postcard. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't have a comment on this. I don't. I don't trust anyone. I trust Nat. I trust Nat. Yeah, I think out of all of them, out of all, of course, me always going for like the damaged character. I think Nat is like, yeah, Nat is is I think the most soft-hearted, emotionally available character of the core four. And I think it's hilarious mm-hmm. that her and Misty are like the fucking dynamic too. Though. Yeah. Because you have like Hannibal Lecter in nurse form. <laughs> and then you have Nat. Yeah, it's hard not to love Nat. And like, again, like same thing I said about Misty earlier when her and like Travis are having that dispute on the step, um, you know, about him finding out she was sleeping with someone else. And it's like, you're seeing these walls that she has as, as an adult, like go up in that like yeah. early. And it's just like so much more painful because then you see her do it with like the, the cop, like her friend from when she yeah, was- Yeah, like she immediately was just like walls up and then I'm going to say something that's going to piss you off. So, so that- hurtful, like so yeah. 
so nasty and like so nasty like you don't believe it but you're also like oh like you yeah I get it though because like yeah yeah, it's 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 fully self-preservation it's just like well I I I don't want to be hurt again so I'll make sure you leave Mm -hmm. and you're just like okay of course you're gonna go because why wouldn't you yeah exactly yeah yeah no she I think Nat is a, a absolutely fascinating character and like with Shauna oh man I don't I I don't trust her and like she planted the the diaries and like yeah it's weird like I I love I love Sean as a character and also and I love Melly Linsky as an actress and she's amazing in this role and I loved it because like small tiny nuances she has like when she kills the rabbit and she's just so matter of fact like step step stab gut 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 and I'm like eh, that's that's a lot yeah yeah and then like the the fucking dark humor of like what this tastes different oh it's a rabbit yeah <laughs> They all have a really amazing way to compartmentalize in a way that's like yeah. very unsettling and scary. So yeah, oh, hundred percent, yeah. And I'm just like, I I said this. I think I said on the last episode we did with Yellow Jackets. Shauna's facade is so thick and it's so big, but there's little cracks starting in it now. And I think it maybe we're gonna see it season two, season three. But that that facade is gonna crack and it's gonna blow up, and we're gonna see Shauna like the fight she had with Jackie that's gonna seem like a light sun shower compared to the fucking storm that's gonna happen when Shauna fucking breaks finally because she's yeah. got so many plates in the air with like lies and this and this and this and covering up things but, you know dismembering her lover's corpse it's like riding a really fucked up bicycle <laughs> yeah like it's all gonna come crashing down and she's gonna either fight back in a really fucked up way or she's just gonna implode I find her character so interesting because it's like such a good example of like okay so there are people out there that can lie with ease and not even second guess the fact that they're lying but it's like building up that thing where like you can live like that but you're building this sorry for the cliche but like the house of cards that Mm -hmm. like you're just building this up around you to crumble one day and like I like seeing that where it's like so effortless and she's just lying to people left and right but doesn't really acknowledge the the shitstorm that she's building around herself and she seems to do it just like with no fucking remorse she's just like lies 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 and I'm like you like do not feel any guilt about this yeah like they're like Misty clearly has no fucking guilt for anything she fucking does no (laughs) but with Shauna she's just is it self-preservation or is it just like full-on like I'm gonna do this and I don't give a shit yeah well it seems like she was always like that though yeah yeah well she like she was lying to Jackie like she got early acceptance into Brown and was just like is this actually you know what is this is this lies or is this she was a fucking doormat for so long with Jackie now she's just like I'm gonna live my own life and have my own secrets and fuck you yeah it's so interesting and like you know it could be like it started out with the doormat thing and then when she was like out with the girls in the woods or whatever just something broke in her and she's like not able to be the same like not even the same person but like not able to go back to what she was before she's just like this is who I am now I'm just it's all about I guess self-preservation but yeah. also not giving a fuck about other people because she's like had to learn how to do that through like I guess eating people <laughs> <laughs> well I mean that's a that's a good point because it seemed like in the woods a lot of them kind of found found a purpose or found a job or found like a way to contribute and and be involved like shauna clearly good with a knife the joke's been made <laughs> you know <laughs> you know misty made herself useful and you know found, found her chance to start the wood cult and let's go for it 
um and you know people were able to what's that Nat's like the hunter yeah Nat's the hunter like and I think Nat's in rehab like I found my purpose when I came back I didn't have the purpose so like I didn't Mm -hmm. fit in in bigger society because I I couldn't fulfill the small niche role and in opposite thing like Jackie in the woods you know leader on the field leader like in society in the woods was fucking useless Mm -hmm. like you 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 know she had a fucking like tiny razor in her bag it was like shaving her legs yeah (laughs) like the showrunner said that she's like yeah you know Jackie was the one who was just like I'm gonna look clean and look nice um and everybody else was just like no (laughs) we're just gonna fucking survive and get through it so there is that thing of like purpose is there and now that they're back they're just like I don't know what the fuck do yeah absolutely and Nat obviously has like never really gotten it together at all yeah <laughs> yeah and is this, is this a, like a holdover from her, her clearly you know not great childhood um or is this fully just because she was so damaged from being in the woods for 19 months mm-hmm. yeah and they haven't really talked at all about because like obviously her and Travis had a relationship as adults yeah you know and then like had a falling out or something because he wouldn't take her phone call but yeah uh, yeah there's like flashbacks to that Yep. Uh-huh. And, and her and Ty clearly had some kind of relationship because Ty paid for rehab a few times. Like, right. mm-hmm. so who, who do you think is, is the, like the leader of sorts of, I'm not going to say like the core four, cause like Misty was just kind of brought in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but it seems like Ty and Shauna have been in touch and Ty and Nat have been in touch. I don't get the sense that Nat and Shauna have been personally in touch the way they have with each other. Yeah. I mean, well, even with like the reporter and stuff too, it seems like Taisa has been keeping tabs on everyone whether mm-hmm. that's just the core four or other people you know it's like I'd be curious because Taisa does seem like the only one that exhi- exhibits like real I mean aside from that but like yeah Shauna and Missy are kind of seem a little bit sociopathic and, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and Taisa does seem like she's really genuinely confused about what's going on and what she's doing so yeah yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just kind of curious as to like yeah how how she could be affiliated still with Lottie and things if she's not really aware of what she's doing but she did hire that reporter to like track people down so yeah. I'm like I wonder if the reporter saw Ty do anything weird like if she was yeah. hired to like investigate and keep tabs on stuff so of course she's going to go look for the others but I wonder if like, in her snooping she found Ty acting weird with somebody else or if she knows everything Maybe. or if she knows but it, do, it didn't seem like Misty and the reporter knew one another. So if Misty is actually in on things with Lottie, then it seems like yeah. maybe that was just an auxiliary person that Taisa hired. Yeah. I mean, politicians do this all the time. Like, they hire people to, like, you know, shut stuff down. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's interesting, too, because I feel like even as, like a, like, a young teenager, like, Ty always had this, like, need to just, like, control things and like mm-hmm. do things on her own and manage the situation for herself and so like seeing that like already starting in her youth and then not knowing what she's been through and then seeing her now it's just like that to the extreme like if everyone's personalities were like amplified in the woods then it makes sense that yeah she'd basically explode into like a politician where you can have the most control and sway over people and stuff like that I just found that really interesting maybe she's maybe she's been brainwashed by the cult and this is her their first step into getting into power maybe this is the Illuminati yeah it could be (laughs) billion (laughs) Uh, I just noticed the time like we we talked about this for almost two hours (laughs) (laughs) 
part one honestly i can do this for another day oh yeah, yeah. I, I feel like i'm gonna have you guys back on when we start when the season two starts because oh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. um for chloe's sake with editing i feel like we should kind of wrap it okay. yeah totally. uh, final thoughts and what do you want to see for season two and who do you want to see cast as anybody who's going to show up in season two like you want to see van do you want to see mari do you want to see javi like who would you want to see pop up as an adult oh I mean, I want to see, I want to see Van personally. Yeah. I would like to see Van. I'm excited to see Lottie as an adult. Yeah. yeah. Lottie. Who do you think, who do you think would be a good adult Lottie? No, no, Ryder. Oh, she would play crazy very well. Yeah. She would play cult leader very well. Yeah. I could see her doing that. I was like thinking about it for a while and I was like, I, I would like to see a Winona Ryder Lottie. I think that would be interesting. Yeah. I would like to see uh, Lauren Ambrose from Six Feet Under as yeah. adult Van. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think she could do like slightly unhinged cult member very well. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Someone online that. had suggested Natasha Leone, and I was like, oh. oh. Oh, fuck. That would be wicked. Oh, my God. I would yeah. be so that. I'd be down oh, for that. It's like a, it's like a um, but I'm a cheerleader reunion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be into that. <laughs> we're actually planning to do an episode about but i'm a cheerleader and we're getting um andrea warner uh hannah mcgregor and uh dina del Bucchia, past guest of ours to be on it and i'm just like this is going to be chaos and i'm so excited oh i can't wait for that that's going to be amazing i love them <laughs> andrea <laughs> warner delivered one of the best lines ever on our podcast uh the wizards uh sucking and fucking in discussion of harry potter fan fiction <laughs> and i'm just like oh please please bring more of that energy <laughs> to the next episode <laughs> Um, okay oh and what are three songs you want to hear in season two don't know the scene with it just what three like 90s songs would you want to hear there's no like there's no like rule for this i just pick like it can be completely unhinged like i want to hear my heart will go on (laughs) i could and now i'm spacing out and i'm like has this been on already has pretend we're dead been on already uh i don't think so that would be great I i would like to hear that that would be a good one yeah, I think that'd I mean, be awesome. I'm, you know, mildly disappointed with the Pixies jacket and no Pixies, but right, Gouge yeah. would be a great one for a stabbing scene. Hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anything Pixies, really? Yeah, I can handle some Nine Inch Nails because I love Nine Inch Nails. So let's yeah. get let's get some Nine Inch Nails in there. That'd be good. I'm trying to think of who is from the 90s who's not actually problematic and is like a good like dark kind of because like Marilyn Manson sucks and he's creepy. Tool yeah, Maynard's pretty creepy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean Trent Reznor's pretty creepy too. That's true, yeah. Um uh, it'd be really fun to have like like no doubt pop songs, like that level yeah, of, of yeah. absurdity in the yeah, show about cannibalism. Yeah, Sunday morning. Yeah, Sunday uh-huh. morning, yeah. <laughs> that would be so good. I'm just a girl, actually. Would yeah, be there you go. Song. Yeah, yeah, that would be a good one when they're doing just something so fucked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would love to see that. <laughs> the first scene where they're like beheading somebody, <laughs> just a girl starts playing <laughs> in the background. It's like the complete opposite of the Captain Marvel fight scene. <laughs> yeah, totally. I vote for that. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear Tori. I want to hear PJ Harvey. I would love to hear some Pixies. Like, I thought it was, I was expecting it because, like, when I saw the jacket, I was like, perfect time. Yeah, oh, no, but the peaches. The peaches was good. Oh yeah, but it was that weird song that Peaches and Iggy Pop did. Yeah, um, oh, I yeah, I remember yeah. when that. I remember when that video came out. Same. Actually. 
just being like, okay. Like, okay, uh, cool. It was kind of before I was old enough to appreciate peaches, I think. I saw, I saw her. Uh, we went to see her at the Commodore here. Oh, really? Nice. It was that wild. Was she had uh, dancing vaginas on stage. Uh, <laughs> as, as, one does. as one does. As one does. And uh, yeah. halfway through the show, they brought out uh, like a platform to put over the crowd and a giant inflatable penis. And she just walked through this penis singing. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it was so awesome. That's amazing. I think that was her anniversary gift. <laughs> five six years ago <laughs> we have like a nice dinner <laughs> to see peaches oh oh fuck the pain away there's there's a song they should play oh somewhere yeah in oh this. for sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, if i don't hear peaches somewhere in the next four seasons fuck the pain away i'll be very mad <laughs> oh, it's so all right well on that note <laughs> <laughs> fuck the pain away. There you go. Well, fuck the pain away. Thank you guys so much for this. I'm definitely going to get you guys back on for this because this was so much fun. Awesome. And hopefully, next time Chloe doesn't have the plague and we can actually all have a conversation. Yeah, definitely. I'm excited to do this again. This was super fun. Yes. And thank you for giving me like almost two hours of your Saturday. Oh my oh, God. Sure. No worries. Okay. Uh, if, if you listen to all of this, thank you so much. <laughs> Again with the cannibalism. Again with the cannibalism. Do you come back from yeah. cannibalism? Like, <laughs> if people listen to this after I said, "Can you dry age a human?" in the last episode, <laughs> then hey, I'm I'm glad you're sticking around. Uh, you could email us at wbvpodcast one. Please send me your cannibal hot takes. <laughs> I will read them on an episode. <laughs> Thanks, folks. <laughs>